What's up, everybody? BC here. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I wanted to do this episode today kind of on a different note, you know, and as I look back every once in a while, I reflect uh, to see, you know, kind of what can be changed, what could have been learned and what I can pass on. And I wanted to do an episode today where I kind of describe maybe, you know, four or five things that looking back maybe into my 20s or into my past, things that maybe took me a while or too long to learn or things that I failed to do that I think I could pass on to other people to do some you've heard before, but some I believe that you haven't. All right. So let's begin. Uh, the first thing that I wrote down here is we tend to do this early on and, and we, we lack this because it's boring, right? Especially when you're younger and it's to really have clarity and plan right? Let's say you're listening to this and you're like 20, 25, you think life is forever. You're so focused on now. But when people ask you, or I ask you, you know, next year, what do you want to do next five years, next 10 years to a lot of people? They're like, well, I can't even think that far. Well, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, although that's not the only and most important thing, it is very important because you're being led somewhere by your thoughts and actions on a daily basis. And if you're not in creator mode and actively involved in that process where you're being sucked into a different plan because you're definitely on a plan. You're definitely in the game, but whether you're in control or not is up to you. And that's something that I think a lot of people take for granted or don't realize how important it is. So back when I was, you know, 2025, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to play basketball and do my thing. But looking back, aside from aspirations and basketball and the levels that I wanted to make it to, I really didn't pay much attention to my life besides that. Now, when I took that, that power and that control into my hands and into my grasp, you know, in my later 20s, I got into, you know, the real estate game when I was 27, right, I'll be 35 now. Man, you know, this technology to me was like new, it was just mental technology. But to me, I was like, wow, like the power of the mind and having clarity and this and that. And you know, this is why you, <clears throat> you're told to be very specific about what you want to get, you know, have the vision board and all that stuff. Because when you focus on those things, right, you, you'll tend to do more and put yourself in a position to get that right. The power of the, the word now, the catchphrase, the buzzword is a manifestation, right? Law of attraction. That's what people talk about. But in reality, it's really, aside from all the, the silly marketing words, let's look at the simplicity of it. We've all met somebody who maybe that little kid who's so dead set at even age five, I'm going to be an astronaut or a doctor or whatever it is. And then you follow them and they become it. Well, that kid made a decision and he obsessed about it and he focused on it. And all his time and energy and effort and focus was on that. Nothing else mattered except that and whatever else was on their, their plan of attack. So the moment that I, key, that I really keened in on that, I obviously did it with basketball and made it very far. Now, when I switched over to getting into sales and real estate, ah, you fucking cat. Motherfucker. And you're an asshole, man. Anyways, yeah, my cat just climbed on me and dug his nails into my leg. Anyways, when you do that, and when I started doing that, very quickly, I started seeing results. It was crazy. It was crazy how quickly it happened. And then all along, I'm like, man, I waited how long to understand this? Like I had done it before, but I waited this long to understand the simplicity of this and the power of this. So again, you're listening to this. Look at every area of your life, wherever you're suffering or not getting the results that you want. I guarantee you, you're, you're missing this piece in particular. 
Like when, and when someone says, and we'll wrap up this point like this, well, I want to make money. Well, your mind could find five cents on the ground while you're walking and boom, that goal has been accomplished. Why? Because you weren't specific. But if you say, I want to earn in the next 12 months, $1.8 million, okay, that's a little different. It's more specific, right? Now the plan and everything gets constructed around that particular thing that you want and that claim that you made and what you spoke. That's how important that is. The more razor sharp and precise that is, when you now decode that, when you now reverse engineer and do all the things that you're supposed to do, it now becomes a goal that can be and will be accomplished. Okay, that's number one. Man, here's number two, and this is a big one. My, my mistake that I made was not prioritizing, check this out, not prioritizing my fears, not prioritizing my insecurities. That's a big one because a lot of people say, well, why would I prioritize my fear or my insecurity? Because that's exactly what you need to tackle. That's your weak link in the chain and you will always be held by your weakest link. You've heard that saying before, but for you as an individual, that's the thing. So what is your fear? What is your insecurities, right? You don't have to tell me or tell the world, but tell yourself, become clear, stop sweeping that shit under the rug and fix it. For many people nowadays, For many people nowadays, right? Communication is a huge, huge issue. People will say they're introvert, they have social anxiety and all that stuff. None of that shit is true. They're just not comfortable communicating, okay? That's a normal manifestation of feeling uncomfortable that every human being feels and goes through, virtually all of them with rare exceptions. And now it's labeled as some fucking problem. Introvert, social anxiety, that's bullshit. That's mental enslavement when you, when you when you look at that from the proper perspective, just tell yourself this, I have issues communicating, but I'm working on them and I'm going to fix it there. Magically you're cured. Now you have to go about fixing that. And it's not easy to go out and talk to people and feel stupid or knock on doors and do all that other stuff. Right. Especially if you're following me and you're a business person and you're in sales, you have to do that, but you have to prioritize that. If that's a priority now, it takes precedent over everything else. Now your plan of action and what you do and how you live revolves around that. So by virtue of that, you're putting yourself in a position to naturally handle it. When you put all these things in place, what you want, again, becomes natural and it just happens and it doesn't feel forced. Dude, will you leave? Come on, man. It just, it will happen because you're using that mechanism how it's supposed to be used. Right? A lot of people think that all these things and working on these things is so difficult. It's not. It's extremely simple. It's like putting all the pieces to the puzzle together. But right now you're using pieces from a different puzzle and trying to figure it out. It's not the way it works, right? But we all have to sit there and literally prioritize these things because what you want is on the other side of that. And the communication one is huge because that's going to help everybody in everything. Life is literally communication. But think about some of these other things. How many of you maybe want to do stuff on social media, but you have this the social issue or you have fear of public speaking like most people? Well, that needs to be a fucking priority or you're bullshitting yourself. You don't want to be some social media star or some touring speaker. You're just saying that shit because it sounds good. 
But until you start prioritizing these things, and I mean genuinely prioritizing that shit to where if somebody asks you, like, what are you working on? You say that, oh man, right now I have so social anxiety, right? If you want to call it that. And I'm tackling that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the bull by the horns. And in six months from now, I'm going to be a different beast. Whoa, that'd be cool to hear that in conversation. I'm sure you would admire it if somebody said that. And you'd be like, good for you because you're, you're ballsy to do that because most people don't have the, the balls to admit it, number one. But number two, they're not actively doing something about it. So prioritizing your insecurities, fears, however you want to label it. Now, although that can sound in a sense very cliche, we realize that we're not doing it. We'll say that we want to work on it. But then when I talk to that person a year or two years or three years later, they're still working on it. Motherfucker, you're not working on it. You're just saying that so you sound cool, but you ain't doing shit. That's why I love documenting stuff on social media because it's a measure of accountability. If I was bullshitting for years, eventually it would catch up to me and people would say, dude, you've been preaching all this shit, but you're in the same spot. You haven't gotten better. You cannot follow me for, for more than 12, 24, shit, even a couple months and not say, damn, everything this dude is saying is true. He lives by it. He demonstrates it because that's what it's about. But I prioritize this shit and it's important to me. What else matters? It's not what's on fucking Netflix and all that other shit or what's happening in politics. None of that shit is priority to me. Even if I discuss it, this shit is priority to me. And when you have the proper priorities, you'll start getting the changes that you want, but your priorities are all fucked up and twisted. Here's another one. I made this mistake a lot, okay? And it wasn't until recently that I really, you know, had it click in the last couple of years. You, you attempt to filter everything and fix and attack everything outside of you instead of focusing on yourself, right? Maybe you're in a bad mood. What are you doing? You're changing the music. You're um, complaining about the person next to you. You're looking at your environment. Oh, this room is just not for me. You look and blame and point the finger at everything except for going within you and handling it. Why the fuck do I not feel good? Because I have my moments of that too, that shit starts pissing me off and I have to kind of correct myself, right? But I immediately go in. I don't look out at all. I handle in first before I ever look out. How about with people in your life? Right? How many of you are, are desperately trying to save that one person in your fucking life that doesn't give you the time of day, yet you still keep trying and trying and trying? You know how to fix them? Make yourself such a fucking shining example of what a human being should be that they have to stop and be like, whoa, okay, what's going on, bro? Like you've made changes, like what the hell? I need to make a change. Then you can say, are you sure? Okay, come with me. That's how you do it. Not by trying to force it down their throat. You see, we keep looking outside of ourselves. And again, the younger you are or the newer you are to this, you do it by default. It's not like a lot of people are consciously making a mistake. This, these are just patterns that we fall into. We're all creatures of habit and patterns, right? That's how we're built. That's how your subconscious mind works, if you didn't know. It wants to shove everything into pattern so it doesn't have to use your conscious attention as much, right? And your subconscious mind can handle a lot more than your conscious mind. Anyways, I don't want to get off topic. So even if something happened that was out of my control, I would still look within me first and be like, okay, did I contribute to that? What could I have done differently? Like, so the process always starts here first, then it goes out. And I make sure I'm handled here. And we 
by default have been taught to do the opposite, right? Like, let's say you're struggling right now with your, your diet and your lifestyle. We'll blame other things. Well, you know, McDonald's, it's too cheap and, you know, other food is too expensive and the advertising and the convenience and, oh, I don't have time, right? You're blaming everything except for yourself when you do that. No, just admit it. You don't prioritize diet and all that. You don't want to take the time to cook and learn or find the places where you can get affordable, fresh produce because you can, and you're just bullshitting it and making a, in quotes, legitimate excuse for your lack of responsibility. That's all it is. Now, people don't want to admit it, but when I come out and tell people it's that, I'm the bad guy. But it's because people won't take responsibility because that's ultimately what it is. You're taking responsibility and saying, fuck, okay? Now, there's still going to be things in life that it wasn't your fault. That's okay. But I would still rather by default look in first because then maybe I'll spot something that I didn't spot before or have the opportunity to fix something that I otherwise would have never have spotted unless I had that process, right? This is a process. And the more you tune into this and you make this your normal mode of operation, life begins to change in a very, very powerful and positive note. Because now you actively are involved in being your own creator. What's happening in the world, how you process it, your perspective, the story that you write, the narrative that's being played. If somebody's watching you like a movie, you're creating that story. You're in 100% control if you didn't know. Which is why, like, when I look at my life, I laugh and I'm excited. I'm like, man, this is really cool. Like, if I was watching myself in a movie, this would be fucking awesome. I'd be like, man, this dude's fucking, this dude's a trip. Look at him, what he does, what he's doing, right? You just move. Like, this is fucking cool. But I'm the one creating this shit. It's not just by fucking chance, right? So I can stand there proudly of my story and say, please look into my story. It's fucking sick. Like, watch the movie right now. Would you be proud? Would you tell somebody to watch your movie? Because I would. I mean, technically, you're kind of doing it in a sense. You get snippets on social media. And some of you are closer and you see more. But man, i would totally proud. Same thing with my own internal self-talk. Let the world hear it, please. They would be impressed. Would they be impressed if they heard yours? Right? That's the power of self-responsibility. Here's another one that holds you back. Loyalty to bad people. God damn. How many of us will make up excuses for people? Man, that guy's shitting on you. Yeah, but I've known him for 20 years. Who gives a fuck? He's shitting on you. He's ruining your fucking life. I don't give a shit how long you've known him. It's like somebody feeding you poison. Well, you know, he's family. He's fucking feeding you poison. And you're taking it. Why? Why? Right? Improper loyalty will bite you in the ass. It doesn't matter what's going on, how long you've known somebody. If what they're doing is hurting you or to your detriment, you need to get away, right? Stop being loyal to bad people who don't deserve your friendship, your love, your respect, your time, your energy, your money. Money's a big one. How many of you keep fucking letting people borrow money that you know for a fact aren't going to pay you back and then you bitch and complain about it? Isn't that ridiculous? But you know who's to blame? You, the person staring you in the mirror. That's it. There's no one else to blame but yourself. And you have to accept that. Now, it's a tough pill to swallow. And people will try to shame you and guilt you if you don't give them money. And, oh, well, we've known each other 20 years. How are you going to leave me? Motherfucker, because you're a terrible person. That's why I'm leaving you. No fans or buts. I'm trying to better myself. And literally every step of the way, you're trying to stop me. Now, if you don't see it, that's fine. But I'm getting away from you. If you change, maybe you can come back. But I doubt it. 
that's not bad. That's not being ruthless. That's, hey, I'm not going to let you shit on me, which everybody has the right to do that. We should never allow anybody to shit on us like that. But we do. We put up with that shit. And then when people like ask, we'll tell a story defending the other person that's shitting on us. Like, isn't that a trip? Isn't that a trip? This is why like in regards to um, even people who talk shit about me, because I know it still happens. I don't pay attention to any of it. I don't really care. But you know what I say to shut that shit down? It's kind of funny, especially in the real estate world. I say, look, if you're listening to this and somebody in the real estate world talks shit about me and you hear it, ask them this question. Number one, how come you're not saying it to his face? Because they never do, right? Like cowards, they just make videos or little offhand comments to people. But number two, ask them this question. Do you run a nationwide real estate team? And when they say no, tell them, shut the fuck up. Right? Now, I know a lot of people who will sell out in my position to appease those people. I don't give a fuck about them. If they're haters, fuck them. I don't give a shit because I've always had haters from day one and I'll still have haters until the day that I die. Not a problem, not a problem, all right? But I'm never gonna be loyal to them or do things for them. Stupid, but that's literally what you're doing. You're doing and being loyal, doing good things and being loyal to your haters, literally. It's crazy. Here's another one, and this one can be kind of sneaky, even though it's obvious, is you're too worried about being cool or being perceived as cool. Now, you thinking you're cool is the only authority. That one is okay, because if you don't think you're cool, that's kind of sad, right? Like, you really need a lot of help in the self-esteem department, right? Like, you really do. I don't care what anybody tells you. You perceiving yourself knowing yourself, you should be able to say, I'm, I'm pretty fucking cool. I think I'm cool for sure. Fuck that. I know I'm cool. I don't give a shit what other people think. But think about how much we do to appease other people and to like, even on the low key, impress them. Like what I'm referring to here is that that one that we even try to fool ourselves about, not the obvious one, not being the douchebag, taking the pictures in front of the cars. That shit's obvious. I'm talking about the one that's like a dirty little secret that you have that you don't tell anybody about. That's the one I'm talking about. Because then only you know about it, yet you suffer because of it. Because you know you're doing it for them, but then you pretend like you don't. And everyone's like, oh, you're so cool. You don't do shit for anybody else. But deep down inside, deep down inside, you're like, well, yeah, I do. I just don't show it to you. Right? I used to be like that as I was breaking out of this shit years ago, of course. But man, you got you to gotta pump the brakes on that one because it, it eats away at your soul. Whenever you guys are doing things for other people just for the sake of like recognition, you become a slave to that, right? You become the effect. And whenever you're the effect and you willingly put yourself in that position in a bad way, you're going to suffer. Because now your happiness, your fulfillment is dictated by, again, the level of attention that you're getting and the type of attention that you're getting. Because if a lot of negative attention comes from that, you're going to be beating yourself up and you're going to be susceptible to it two sides of the same coin, right? So that one requires a little bit more internal analysis because a lot of the shit that we have fooled ourselves into thinking that we do for us, we don't, we're doing it for other people. You're doing it for another person, but not in like a charitable way. You're doing it just to fucking get brownie points or get likes or have that one person speak highly of you when it's coming from a very supplication type of position right? It's not coming from a good place. It's coming from a, I'm doing it for just the attention. And basically you're being a little bitch for lack of better words, right? 
So I have more and I may continue this on a different podcast, but you guys know, I like to keep these episodes between like 20 and 25 minutes now. And I feel like if I keep going, I'm basically going to go off on a rant. So I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Appreciate all the sponsors. Shout out to Team BC, my real estate team. We're in Texas now, if you didn't know. And our team is really just, just freaking slaying it, right? I mean, every day, two, three, four home sales. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy at this point, right? So shout out to everybody. If you're interested in joining, join teambc.com. Shout out to Modern Success. If you guys are interested in joining my personal coaching and mentorship program, it's open to real estate agents, non-real estate agents, any adult who wants to learn all the shit that I know. Uh, we've had about two people sign up in the last 24 hours, which is exciting. Um, it's, it's really growing. So I recommend you go there and check it out. If you like my stuff at all, my free stuff, you'll really enjoy Modern Success and you'll get an access to a different level and depth of information. That's for sure. You can find it on my website, briancasella.com, or you can go to the link tree link in my bio on Instagram. Okay. That's it for this one, guys. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.